Man, I, I forget. So I'll, I'll find something and I got a sticker. Like, holy shit. Like, it wasn't like little girls that took over my house. Like, that's me. <laughs> that's the first yeah. question of the podcast, actually. I love the kitten. Yeah. <clears throat> Choco Cat's my, my secret second favorite. We love that yeah. you love the kitten. Well, is that a thing? A real thing? Or are you, it's you a joking? Real thing. Choco it a whole, Cat? Yeah. Yeah. And Mitty, like uh, uh, Hello Kitty, has a twin sister. Mitty? Yeah. Huh? Did not know. Wow. Yeah, and there's Chaco Cat, and there's uh, uh, Agartsuko. Oh, man, there's like... So much to learn. <laughs> there's a lot of them, yeah. We, we really should have gone into that Hello Kitty store when we were in L.A. That would have been... Yeah, nice. we saw I, a Hello Kitty store, a, and we were like, we're going to get I something I sent him a get. picture, and I was like, I think oh, I just did. found your heaven on earth. And he was like, please go in. All right, so should we do a little intro? Yeah, we could do a little intro. Um, so do, do I clip this? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> there you go. Perfect okay. level in my I think it's working. Just, really, uh, like uh, somebody that has, uh, you know, the aerial. <laughs> Stop smoking, kids. <laughs> but what is kind of nice is to just um, do that so you can a little bit easier. Yeah. It's kind of, I feel like a crooner. Like, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They should be sitting like on a table like this, but you know, we don't know how to do that. We're not, we're not that professional. Yeah. Yeah. We're still working on, um, we're going to make a mobile podcasting van. Uh, one of these days. You've, you've seen the van, right? I've seen the van. Yeah. So you're just going to like interview people as you drive by them? <laughs> yeah, I say something into the mic. Sir, do you like weed? <laughs> yeah. We're gonna be in, we're gonna be in Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> you can just like hear the answer as it trolls off. And, yeah. Oh hell yeah! Go fuck yourself, Liv Tord. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, um, yeah, we could do a little intro and then we'll just kind of go from there. So, so. we have code names. Uh, you, can, oh. I, I just decided. Actually, I was thinking about it. If you use our real names, don't worry about it. No, I'm gonna yeah, use your code matter. name. Okay. Sequoia, Strawberry Sequoia, Strawberry Sequoia, and Casey Jones. Yeah. So for the song and the train conductor, who for the record was not high on cocaine, wasn't. No. <clears throat> Driving that train. Yeah, I know. High on cocaine. cocaine, Casey. It's a real story. He was an actual train conductor in Tennessee, and he crashed a train, but he managed to save all the people on the train. He was the only one that died. So it's the legend of Casey Jones. There, I'm going to do an entire podcast on Casey Jones as a guy. So to, a strain of weed and a song for... And there's actually... If, if the Ballad <laughs> of Casey Jones was a song that was recorded by Woody Guthrie. Uh-huh. And that's where Jerry got the idea for uh, the song Casey Jones. And then for like the longest time, he just had the line, driving that train high on cocaine. And then that's where the song Casey Jones came from. So, so Casey died like 30 years later. It was just totally unrelated to the train accident. <laughs> <laughs> like no, he, he died. In he the saved train everybody and then he tripped and, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nowhere near the train. Managed to crash a train, survive, and then he, uh, an apple actually fell <laughs> off. Then he overdosed on cocaine. <laughs> afterwards, he After wasn't high that. during the crash. There was Not a guy, uh, a hobo that I, uh, uh, took in, I was, God, I would have been 18 in Austin and, and he was begging for food and he was only 23, 24 years old. Uh, his name was Greg. Um, <laughs> it ends up, he was, a, a, a schizophrenic and discharged from the army. Um, 
but his he didn't take his lithium. So he was a trippy dude. And he ended up traveling the world. Um, when he got out of the army, he was just hopping like army tra- uh, um, planes and stuff. But his favorite oh. thing to do was hopping trains. And he had long blonde hair. So whenever like daytime he would he would enter a town, his his thing was to take all his clothes off and stand on top of the train car with his hair flowing, just butt ass naked going through the towns. That's wow. beautiful. That's a sight in my mind. Yeah, Greg. He was he was quite the character. I'll I'll have I have to so ask wish Kelly. there was a black and white photo of that. You know, like the old like seventies rock and roll photos like you Lynn Goldsmith. Yeah. yeah, you can picture it in your head. You, can, I can see that image yeah. on Kodachrome. Yeah, like for sure. Yeah, anyway, he's quite the character. Someone's yeah. got to pick my college roommate Kelly. Um, I guess I won't say her last name, but she is a huge train hopper, still doing it to this day. Only in the summer because it's apparently way too cold. But <laughs> I know that's a penis of something. <laughs> <laughs> any any guesses? So we I have mean, this div- this thing sitting on the well, panel, well, and well, they're trying to guess what it is. Yeah. So it looks it, like a sea creature or something. If you could ever imagine a dried sea anemone that froze almost like Pompeii style as it was like sucking its tentacles back into its body. It's almost like a cactus. <laughs> I had to smell it. <laughs> Bad idea. Boy, this smells no, it familiar. Does, it doesn't smell like anything. But it's bumpy. It's covered it's, in little tiny zesty. bumps, and it's uh, phallic for sure, yeah, with gonna, little yeah. tentacles coming off the well, very now end. To, now we have to steal a picture of this. Yeah. <laughs> Old place. I'll tell you at the end what that is and, and okay. while, while we're talking. This, this will be the mystery. We can just guess the whole time. Meanwhile, I'll just um, do a little quick introduction here. We are at Casa de Skippy. Hello. And Skip is the owner, CEO of Uh, Marcaja. Co-founder. Okay, sorry. Tim and I. Tim Um, McDowell. And he wanted me to point out it's Muck, capital D, Dow. So I said, no, it's actually like little teeny d <laughs> <laughs> so tim tim muck muck tiny d, d. Little tiny Skippy is a, um, yeah, admittedly, you're a good friend of ours. But, yes. And I met you through our mutual friend, Anders. We have a love of motorcycles and ping pong and all things fun and rock and roll, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, um, yeah. if you will. Uh, I will say, Skippy is the international man of mystery, jack of all trades, classically trained pianist. Self-trained. Master of the dojo of ping pong kung fu, which yeah, which I, sits I a room away. Yep. 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 We are sitting in one of the nicest audio rooms I've ever sat in my entire life, which is why this sounds awesome. And you've, you're have serial entrepreneur, to the best of our knowledge. Started Pet Pod. We got to throw that, that, that in there. That starts out wrong, because usually it's like serial. Serial. <laughs> <laughs> got strange phallic <laughs> items just in his living like, room. Well, and this his, his, his code name is uh, Skippy. Tell me what this is. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So uh, we're we're here. He's a friend of ours. He's in, he's yep. in the business. So we wanted to sit down and have a conversation with you because you are genuinely one of the most amazing people I've ever met. So, every Welcome. ladies and gentlemen, Skippy. Hello. Where's our, where's our sound effects? <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, also so, provided us with uh, a couple of fun toys <laughs> for this so <laughs> so skippy like totally generic question to start out but can you tell everybody what makaha means what makaha means it is uh it's a word that the uh arabs use to describe a state of bliss when they drink a huge amount of coffee and stay up all night to essentially get closer to God. So the state of Markaha is a state of essentially religious bliss. And we thought it would be a great word to reappropriate and bring into the cannabis world. I love that. And, uh, <laughs> that's, awesome, and that's, that's how it started. I didn't know that. Yeah. Which is great. When when did you start Markaha? How did you get into it? Let's get the backstory. Let's start Man. with the... The basic classic interview questions, and we'll just let it roll from there. How'd you get into the business, sir? I started in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we brought Soundmaker. Listen, you tight. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, two, 2009, um, Federal Memo went out and essentially said the federal government is going to lay off states that had medical regulations and laws in place. And Overnight, Colorado just went nuts because it had a, a constitutional uh, right for cannabis. And there was a small caregiver model here going back to 2000. And I really had no idea that that was going on in my state. And overnight, everywhere, just it was it was everywhere. And uh, I had a spot in Boulder. Um, people came in, wanted to rent it. Next thing you know, I'm in the dispensary side, building out of cultivation, learning this whole world. And uh, one of the things that uh, I wanted to do was uh, start a product line, right? So those early days, trying to start it with that group, um, we spun off, ended up doing everything independent on ourselves, uh, by ourselves, excuse me. Um, Tim was there in the early days, and we started Marka then, said, man, we want to we want to reach the whole state, right? Mm. We want to do something that we can really interact with everyone rather than just a, a dispensary, right? Um, and that's why we did it, you know, just cranked it up, created our little logo, and there's the name. And like most people figured we would figure the rest out as we go along. <laughs> it's crazy times. I mean, everybody yeah, talks yeah. about these crazy times. Uh, uh, it really was, and it still is. It's just different now, you know. It's, yeah. You know, there's a regulation side, but there's still very much a soulful side to this whole thing. Absolutely, you for know? sure, definitely. Yeah, that's why we love it. Yeah. yeah. We uh, we hear it all the time. People talk about this industry coming from other industries, which you've you've done as well, and mm -hmm. moving into um, cannabis. And the the sediment goes throughout the industry. People just seem yes. they're they're into it because it's something they can be proud of, right? Yep. It just seems kind of like it has a deeper connection than just I'm slinging frisbees or whatever, you know, yeah, or, or booze, Legos or brews or cigarettes <laughs> or whatever. <clears throat> so funny, but, the Super Bowl is not letting um, 
I can't remember the exact news, but they're not letting some kind of CBD uh, company. Uh, acreage. Yeah. 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 They wanted to do some advertising, and they knew they were going to do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, they just but, threw uh, it out there, and yeah. We're all like, "Oh well, keep slinging that booze. Good job, <laughs> folks. You know, like yeah. that's okay." But anyhow, that's a. I mean, look at the majority out there. I mean, these conservative states. I mean, Oklahoma. Yeah. For God's sake. Oklahoma. A guy I think just they hit tried us up. suing us a few years back. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, a guy just hit us up today. He's like, "Hey, you did that? We did a 2018 um, review blog, uh-huh. and we talked about Utah because we were like, holy shit, the state of Mormons? We're, we're like 60 percent in favor? Are you kidding me? What the heck? Yeah. And this guy hit us up, and apparently the the Church of Latter Day Saints has gotten their hands on the legislation. They've gutted it. It's going to be an absolute shit show down there. Um, but Apparently, Oklahoma, it's like left and right. It's like Colorado. It's like under the radar. Nobody thought about it. And apparently, it's being adapted and the whole thing. So we got to go down to Oklahoma now, which is okay. Go to Eskimo Joe's while you're there. Done. You want Eskimo Joe's? What is Eskimo Joe's? It's, uh, it's probably the, one of the second second or third most recognized trademarks on the planet. It's this crazy, massive, massively large college bar Okay. Eskimo Joe's. It sounds uh, so familiar, but I mean, you'll you'll go to like Antarctica and there'll be a, a penguin wearing an Eskimo Joe shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really. You know, I'm it, gonna Google Eskimo Joe's it, now and I'm gonna be like, oh, it's everywhere. Yeah, I'm an yeah, idiot. you'll see it and yeah. So go to Eskimo. What's Joe's. the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you in an Eskimo Joe's? <laughs> Man, well, it, I mean, it's just a big, crazy college bar that for some reason it's like wall drug where they just put oh, it out there oh, and yeah. just took on mythic. But yeah. you go there and it's just, you know, just college kids drinking lots of beers and <laughs> yakking in alleys. It, it all looks the same once you're there. Standard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. College town but they get America. the t-shirt. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's like Hard Rock Cafe. So how did you meet um, Tim? We're going to dial this back to the actual business here. Tim. Tim. Where did Tim uh, come from? Man, he was one of the first guys that came in um, when I got into the business. Okay. He was hired on at the very beginning okay. to help figure out the kitchen, right? Oh, okay. And did he, uh, did he have a culinary background at all, or was yeah? He... He's a trained chef. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah, okay. he went to Johnson Wells. Got it. Yeah, he's he's actually a pretty pretty awesome chef. I mean, yeah. a tra- any trained chef is yeah. Just but he cooks so much that it's hard to get him to cook for you. Yeah. <laughs> so Standard. in the nine years I've known this guy, he's only cooked for us a handful of times, and it's incredible. <laughs> it's you a know? special occasion when it happens. Um, yeah, he came on uh, right at the beginning. Um, in honesty, just uh, those early days of just crazy people, you know, that everybody had to go through. And everybody has their own stories of tying up with folks. You know, the experts were coming in from God knows where, myself included. You know, I, I was initially going to be a silent investor in this industry and uh, quickly realized, oh, shit, you know, <laughs> I've got to get rid of a lot of people and, and do this the right way. You know, I mean, this was man, three months into this. And Tim was one of the guys that was just solid and honest. And we hit it off immediately. Just a salt of the earth guy. And it's like, man, we're going to do this the right way. You've got the kitchen side. You know, I know formulations. I had a nutraceutical company that I started a few years before that. So I was getting into FDA background and that kind of stuff. Um, And that's really how Marcaha started. Wow. You know, you got to have folks that you trust, right? Yeah. 
We actually we heard that from um, we went to a talk down at Canopy Boulder, uh-huh. um, <clears throat> and they had the Nancy from Wanna Brands. I don't know if you've yeah, no Nancy, yeah, 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 yeah. and she was talking about. Um, because it's it's entrepreneurial based and mm-hmm. canopies and, and incubator and everything else. And one of the questions was, what is one thing you could have done differently? And she was like, well, I wish I had a crystal ball and I wish I could test people for integrity and honesty because I'm sure all sorts of the nefarious type and yeah. people from all over the place showed up out of nowhere. Ooh, legal weed. Yeah, that's and, what it looked like. And, you know, folks like Nancy, I mean, there's a few of us kind of silverbacks running around <laughs> where we all have our stories and, uh, and we help each other out. You know, I mean, it's, uh, nice. I mean, it's not say competition. I mean, we're all in the same space, but, um, we just share notes and life lessons together because we know what we're really up against, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you yeah, know. you're not worried about each other so much as nah. you're worried about the world around you. That's, yep. that, that's got curveballs coming left and right. Yep. That's yeah. it. You know, got it. Oh yeah, brothers and sisters in arms, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been through it a little bit, you know. That yeah. gleam in each other's eyes when you're like, oh, they know. Yep. Um, why? Why? So, talk to us about um, Makaha's product line first and foremost. For those who might not be familiar. Um, yeah. yeah. What do you guys got going on, man? Makaha. So we started with beverages, um, uh, expanded to tinctures. Uh, early days, we did a, a sublingual spray. So the idea of microdosing that everybody's talking about now, um, you know, the industry then was just how much can you put into a brownie and, (laughs) you know, the THC arms race, you know, it's legal. I want to see the other dimensions. There's a thousand milligram piece of pizza. I mean, it's just nutty. (laughs) And, uh, and we looked at it, uh, and said, well, how, what, what, what's the smallest amount we can get somebody? Um, so really took a medical approach early on and said, uh, you know, the industry is far deeper and more soulful than, than the stereotype, right. Than the high times crowd. Yeah. And, and man, even getting within the high times crowd, lots of soul there as well. Like going to the cups and just talking to people and interact. I mean, those are the cats that, I mean, they're the reasons we're here. Yeah, is you sure. have folks that would live and die by this, um, and just respect, just just you know tearing through the ego side and meeting people, and how many folks even within that crowd where it looked kind of uh, foreign to folks on the outside that had never engaged with cannabis, mm-hmm. uh, you get through that and it's really just people using the plant, right. In a a, a very deep way, right? Um, So our approach uh, was liquid base, beverages, tinctures, sublingual sprays. You know, we wanted a product where an 80-year-old woman could interact with with the plant, right? And and enjoy it, right? And now you look at it a few years later, and this is kind of the norm now, right? Uh, Which is cool to see, you know. I mean, other folks are doing a great job out there as well. You know, great brands out there. Great, you know, there's a lot of uh, products that, I don't know, you kind of got to earn it now. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not just a cannabis thing. You know, it's got to be more than cannabis. Like, what, what, what what are you doing this for? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, that's that's funny you bring up the microdosing because I was going to give you a hard time because we just got our medical cards, Uh and I've 
been aware of your products for years and years and years and used a lot of them. Um, and I saw one of your sprays in mm-hmm. the medical side. And I was like, oh, I got to get one of those. That's Scoopy stuff. Da, 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 da. Get home, crack it open. I'm like, I'm going to take a little spritz. And I looked at the thing and it's like, each spray, 10 milligrams. And I was like, oh, oh, because of, I think just because of the medical side, can you talk about, is there a difference for you guys as a brand? Do you see the medical side differently from the rec side? Do you make different products that way? Or yeah, are you just kind of, is it, is it a gray area or is it a black and white for you guys? Uh, same product, same intent. Uh, each state has its own approach. So here medical doesn't have any limits right now on THC. Oh, wow. Um, recreational retail, everything's capped at a hundred, right? And some products that's great for, you know, I mean, having, uh, a thousand milligram chocolate bar, for example, um, (laughs) it's just easy to interact with. Right. Um, but some products like, uh, like tinctures, um, sprays, things like that, that it's really a dose device. Um, some people need more of those milligrams for medical reason, right? Got it. So there's a microdose part that works for a lot of people, but then you see this other crowd where, man, they're hitting hundred milligrams in a session and that's their medical use. Uh, and you need to address that as well, right? So you're not going to eat a big chocolate bar to hit that, right? Or, uh, or even one of our beverages, you know, it may work great for some people We used to have a 12 ounce, hundred milligram. Now we're down to a two ounce. Oh, so we wow. just concentrated everything to make it easier to get to those milligrams. Right. Uh, okay. And that's stuff that's kind of changed out there just generally, you know? Okay. Well, well to that, to that idea of change, what's in the, in the time since you've started the brand, mm-hmm. obviously there's been a million changes and, you know, just in terms of going from that, like you said, you know, the beginning of, of legalization here in the state where mm-hmm. it was the THC arm resource. How can we make the most THC in one pop? Let's see who can get the highest or how we can get the highest to a more, let's call it sophisticated consumer. Yep. In that, in that transition, what for you is one of the, like those poignant moments when you're like, Oh, things have changed. Like what happened? Is there, did it happen? Did you have that moment or has it just been kind um, of consistent? You know, we, we saw it early on. You know, uh, I, I used to have a dispensary here in town, uh, the Dandelion. Uh, oh, really? nice. Yep. Yep. And, and those early days of having the Dandelion and seeing who was coming through the door really opened our eyes of what was really going on out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people were quite private that they were even using cannabis at the time. Uh, so seeing that, that change where people were proud to talk about it, you know, and the type of people that were using cannabis. So just seeing that in those early days, we knew that there was something more there, you know, very much so. Interesting. Um, so we focused uh, the brand on on education. That was our, our from the beginning. Got it. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, you go to our website. Yeah. I mean, we've, like, day one is education, educational brochures, how to say if you use the, the plant. Mm-hmm. Um in all its forms. So products that we don't produce, like, hey, maybe a tincture is not the best for you. Here's other ways you can interact with it. Just find the, the way that's right for you and engage with it, but learn how to use it safely, right? Know what you're getting into. Because we really are self-medicating, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, you don't have somebody saying, hey, take half as much, or are you coming? It didn't work for yeah. me. And the doctor's like, 
uh, what's lethal dose of that pill there? Uh, okay, don't exceed that. Uh, yeah, take two of those, you know? There's really yeah. no science behind that other than that, you know? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Here's, a, here's a handful of Oxycontin, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of idea. Yeah. It's just so different for everybody, too. I mean, everybody I talk with has a different perspective on what works for them. We were in a dispensary not too long ago where our bud tender had doesn't have the enzyme in his stomach to digest edibles. Mm-hmm. So for him, unless it's a thousand milligrams or more, he's not even going to feel it. So it's just interesting the different effects for different people. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've run into much of that. Uh, absolutely. I mean, some, some folks high dose, right? Yeah. Others, me, I'm, I'm, I'm a lightweight. Yo, it takes very little and you know, that's it. You know, it's economical. Yeah. Oh, I'm a cheap date for sure. Yeah. <laughs> just, you, you get me a flask of tincture and hello. Yeah. You know, it just takes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, you hit on something there that uh, so many people have tried cannabis and they have, maybe they have a bad experience with it. So they come into it and saying, okay, I already know what that's going to do to me. I don't want to go through that again. And you say, no, let's look at this the right way. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's your dose. It's, it's, it's how much you're taking in. You know, it's not just smoking something, having bad experience and thinking that's the world of cannabis. It's really understanding what you're getting into. And I think one thing that's changed, uh, with everything in the industry is having, uh, all products that are really consistent on their dose. So somebody can use something and know, okay, they come back and have the same five milligram, uh, gummy out there. That, that they can trust it, right? And that's that 80-year-old woman or that 21-year-old that got in a car accident or the 20-year-old that just wants to have a good time, yeah. right? Somebody that just wants to relax after work, they know what to expect and they can trust it. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that's what's changed out there and, and you, you see it in the population. That, that's why there's the majority of America. I mean, you just see the planet now. Yeah. Now they know what they're getting into, but it's up to the brands and these companies out there to keep pushing the education um, and designing good products, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's like we were just talking. We had a conversation just upstairs about that idea of like a consistent brand or a consistent brand experience from the consumer side. It's nearly impossible to do in a broad spectrum of a population, but if the individual user can re-approach a brand or a product and consistently have that work for them specifically, then that... Is, yeah. is kind of the change that you've seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. And they need to trust the brand. You know, the brand needs to um, be consistent with what they do. You know? Got it. Um, you know, they come out with a new flavor. They know that the dose is there because they're really creating a food and a drug at the same time. Yeah. You know, creating yeah. A, a really good chocolate bar is the easy part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> creating yeah. a chocolate bar that you're getting a consistent dose or in our case, a tincture or a beverage. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Man, isn't isn't easy, you know. And then you take that out to a hundred thousand units. Wow. You know, yeah. I mean you gotta be spot on with with your manufacturing, everything, you know. Got it. Um so I, so I got to ask on that note, yeah. and this can be the uh, no comment answer if okay. you want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys run into like a bad run of product? I guess have you ever had like a quote unquote recall? We've never had a recall. Really? Never? Nice. Never. Awesome. No. Well, what would you attribute that to? Uh, if a few, anything. Yeah, a few things. You know, there's been, um, 
you know, we've had a couple batches that, uh, because of liquids, it separated a little bit more, you know, but it wasn't because of dosing or anything. This is really early days of um, just figuring out how to emulsify an oil into water, right? Mm -hmm. And just getting better at that. Um, But everything that we did in the beginning, this really goes back to the medical days because we still look at it that way. You know, when you're talking to somebody that has three or four months left to live, they're going through chemo, you know, and you're talking to them and they're saying, I want to use cannabis. I want to use your product. It, it, it puts it in a completely different light. You're, you're no longer formulating something that tastes good. Like you have to be spot on with everything because this is your user and they're trusting you in a, a deep, deep, deep way. Right. So for us, we, we test every ingredient. So like pesticides out there, you know, they, where they test the flour, right? Well, in our case, it could be one of our ingredients, mm. like the blueberries or the tea, yeah. right? So every ingredient that we bring in, we, we test the origin of it and get certification that there's no pesticides in every single ingredient. Wow. Right. That's awesome. And, yeah. and I mean, it's, it's the, the, the standards of the brand, but it really started in earnest. It's the stuff that, that you don't really talk about. Um, but it's the medical side that we know that some of those end users, it could, it could be the difference of them not making it another month or Ooh. a poison that they're, they're being introduced to, right. Didn't come from the cannabis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so you get into that stuff and, 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 uh, being, you know, all these companies being thrust into a medical world with these list of conditions doesn't mean that everybody's got formulations figured out or that they even know what all these conditions are, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've always taken the approach of learning about these things, you know, reaching out to nurses and doctors. One of our good friends is a, is a palliative care nurse. Um, she's seen it all. She's seen every facet of life, you know, and in embracing cannabis, you know, now she's retired. She still helps folks through their end of life. But we ask her questions like, what does this mean? What does this look like? You know, and, and just learning and being respectful of that whole process. And, you know, you look at this plant, people are using it, uh, therapeutically, recreationally, spiritually, medically, all rolled into one at the same time mm-hmm. you know yeah. i mean i have more than once somebody with two weeks to live and i go over and see them and they're laughing you know oh. they're pain head to toe you know and they're having an enjoyable end of life experience and that's amazing you, you, you see this and like holy shit like we, we got to do right by this um yeah. and, and that standard is really uh, yeah i gotta say that's one. setting the bar Right. extremely high it does to, yeah. to you know approach a recreational product with that kind of delicacy and care yeah so to, that recreational that or That's, medical you know you asked about that earlier yeah you know the limitation is what the state says from a um, um like how much t activated thc can be in a product because mm. it's the euphoric element which there's other parts that are euphoric yeah terpene mm-hmm. levels i mean getting all that um but it's the same product, it's the same intent. And there's a lot of people that buy it on the recreational side that are using it medically. Yeah. So, yeah. like, call it what it is. 
and vice versa. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Medical side, folks. <laughs> you know, see you, you know. Well, you know. But you make a great point with the ingredients, and it's something I've been getting more in tune with. You know, I look at the back of these packages after I get this chocolate bar from the, you know, at least the recreational side. And they've got ingredients that are things that I wouldn't normally put into my diet. Mm-hmm. They've got the high fructose corn syrup and the hydrogenated oils and the just a shit ton of sugar and, um, you know, all sorts of things that I'm like, are they really caring about their ingredients? And so it's great to hear, at least with your brand, that there's somebody there that's testing everything and really thinking it through. Yeah, and you, I mean, you get some products out there um, like this that um, – there's so many companies getting into the business and the price per pound, the, the price to grow it hasn't really significantly changed unless you've gone from say indoor to outdoor. Um, but with so much money coming into it and so many brands, it's, it, it feels like a race to the bottom, you know, yeah. with, with price yeah. and the consumer uh, wins out. I mean, you know, like our sublingual spray you can get for, you know, thirty to forty dollars. Big Pharma's version of that same type of product is around three hundred, right? Ooh. So, you know, you see this equivalent, and on a deeper level, it's like people can grow their own. That's the beautiful part about this. Yeah. yeah. Is, Again, we were just talking about that that DIY yeah. ability. Yeah. It's know. like if, you, if, if the product out there that you want isn't out there, you can make it yourself. You can learn. You can grow some plants and and learn how to do this and make your own medicine. Um, and do both. You know, some folks grow and, and they like their own plants and they go and interact with product as well. You know, most people don't make craft beer. They end up buying, you know, other people's expertise and, and yeah. obsession. Um, and I think this follows that, that same course, you know, but on a, on a really deeper, uh, I mean, you go medical, I mean, it's, been around for 10,000 years. I mean, all cultures are using this. Yeah. They're talking about it. It's growing indigenously all over the planet. Um, the plant obviously has been successful. You know, the whole yeah. botany of desire, like, yeah, yeah. it yeah. knows what's up. Evolutionarily speaking. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like, you're going to like me. <laughs> you know, and you wake Just up in the morning, it's like, wait. I still like you. Like, you know, <laughs> that's the other thing, too. You wake up in the morning, oh, you're yeah. like, I could do that again. Yeah, it's like, yeah. get out, you know. Uh, that sort of brings up um, a question of the spirituality behind the plant and if it ha- does have any spiritual meaning for you. Uh, it, you know, I, I didn't grow up, I mean, hell, I grew up in Texas, <laughs> so I, I did try to grow as a teenager in my closet, a little naked light bulb. Me too. Not successful. <laughs> and this is in Texas. We're like, hmm, you know, they're going to barge in. 10 to 20, boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm 12. doesn't matter. Right? <laughs> um, it, it's more, for me, I've been doing um, uh, tinctures for God, almost 30 years of my life. So plant tinctures. Actually, I'll show you when we're done. I'll, I'll, I'll give you, oh, I'll give we'll, some we'll Kava we'll include tincture this. that uh, is Fine. a little over 20 years old. I have that vat. Wow. <laughs> so I'll get you some of that. Um, Sweet. So, so for me, I mean, it, it's, it's uh, plants have some plants. I mean, some plants can kill you, but yeah. they're powerful, right? Um, so I got into plant-based medicine more, uh, 
because I believed in it even before cannabis, quite honestly. Okay. But but I was believing in plants as medicine early on. So when this came online here, it was just a natural progression um, to to see this plant as being quite powerful. You know, um, uh, the dandelion, my my old place. You know, literally, I'm I'm outside here. I'm pointing out like. Outside our, our house, here. Um, <laughs> he's pointing with his left hand. I can see it through the wall. <laughs> we're, we're yanking up dandelions, and I'm like, "Why am I doing this?" Right? As like, you know, this is a medicinal plant, and I look deeper into it. I mean, there's dandelion wine, dandelion yeah. tea. Yeah. You know, it's a master medicinal plant, and I still don't have a name for my dispensary, so I'm like, "Holy shit, uh, this is a misunderstood weed." <laughs> so like so I named the dispensary of the dandelion oh, awesome. and like under my own nose and uh and hear me just being an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I would say you're far from it. But <clears throat> I, I gotta go back to we're we're talking about the power of the plant. Yes. Um you mentioned to me not too long ago, um in in the same uh vein I think of educational and or education and, and trying to understand it greater. Um, you've taken thousand milligrams at a time to get mm-hmm. a deeper understanding of where, cause we talked about, you know, what the, what the level of toxicity of death is for other things that are out there in the world are relatively low, right? Alcohols. You can, you can die. Yeah. yeah you can die pretty LD, quick. The, you almost the, did the die on alcohol once. Yeah. And oh, I, I did. You, I no, sorry. Back. You did die on alcohol flatline yep brought back to life yeah i was in a coma so he's an days. actual yeah. angel yeah so <laughs> actually skippy is actually an angel <laughs> but so not you that too. kind of angel <laughs> That's a cheesy movie reference that my lady loves <laughs> michael john travolta uh, uh, i was thinking ghost there for a second I mean, you, you got a little Swayze going on. I'm not gonna lie. Everybody goes to that clay scene, you know, with like. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just the iconic. I it's, mean. it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I, I think of a SNL reference where they just say "ghost like Swayze." I don't know why, but that made me laugh when I heard it. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. <laughs> so bringing it back, you've taken a thousand milligrams at a time, and this was out of actually a customer calling in, correct? If I don't, if I remember the story correctly, or, or you can elaborate. Somebody called in. They were saying they had kind of a, a negative experience and yeah actually and that, uh, did that even cause? before that you know I, i've done a few for me heavy sessions where mm-hmm. high users may say man that's nothing thousand milligram session two thousand milligram session because i wanted to know what it was like to be in that state right mm-hmm. so i already knew i wasn't going to die you know i mean yeah. some people getting because you're below the lethal Oh, I mean, limit, like by, like to, by millions and millions. Yeah, millions I mean, to hit the LD level for cannabis, you have to get it intravenously, and millions of milligrams. Like you're, yeah. you're not gonna, you're gonna pass out before, right? Yeah, you're gonna um, never get there, basically. Yeah, but but I wanted to see what it was like. You know, what what is this experience like? So I could talk to other people, and understand what they were going through, and go, yeah, you know, I I get it. You know. This lapse of time and just this time interval starts chopping up and you're phasing in and out of reality and just the whole experience and knowing that you're going to be okay, but you're just living, you're, you're, you're in a, you're going to have a hell of a night, you know, <laughs> you fall asleep and then you wake up and you're still in it. You're like, no, nah. <laughs> forever. Imagine Groundhog Day if he like 2,000 milligrams and wakes up and he's like, no. Nah. 
<laughs> over and over. <laughs> but what a cool experiment um, just to do on yourself yeah. in general. Yeah. Uh, we don't recommend it, but if you are of that mind space and you understand that it's not, it's not going to kill you, would you recommend it? Is this is this something where uh, you know, I, we, we never want to like push people having negative experiences. That's not the idea. But I, I'm just curious, is it something that having gone through it right uh, place right time maybe could be fun or is it just one of those like it, it would be fun not. you know there's um um there actually these books i'll grab them right here because i gotta show them to you oh okay Hold <laughs> these are amazing books we're in this studio with just books and records and CDs. More CDs than I've seen in many years. <laughs> they don't even make those anymore. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I was going to say none, like, over An audio file is print. how uh, your lady describes you. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, absolutely love music. Yeah. Um, these books. So these two guys here, it's uh, Paykel and Teichel, right? A chemical love story. So th this was a husband-wife, Alexander Shulgin and Anne. So this is the guy uh, who created Ecstasy, MDMA. Oh. Yeah. And reading his story, their story, I mean, this husband-wife, he had this lab in Northern California, had a, f a federal, the federal legal right to create drugs. It's this unbelievable lab. He, he synthesized thousands of different combinations and his way of testing this stuff was himself and his wife right nice. so that's what these books i mean you know you get into this this is almost a thousand page book yeah these person. are thick right? books right here an unbelievable couple so you know reading these about these guys and getting into their life um man uh, a 2000 milligram session is really nothing it's really coming into it being, you know, uh, confident enough in yourself to know how to go through that experience, right? Okay. Like the mindfulness of the a the mindfulness, yeah, yeah, being with it, yeah. yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And these guys did it better than anybody for everybody, you know. Wow. Um, so it's really started from that. It's like, man, if they can synthesize something and have no idea what's going to happen. Man. That's terrifying, right? But <laughs> but these these folks were, were were with each other. You know, there was yeah. a, a love and a bond where they could pull each other through this, right? Okay. So you kind of get into that, you know, and you, mm -hmm. and you learn more about, uh, at least for me, way more about in this case cannabis by getting to that level. Like, well, like what are the extreme limits? You know, what what's happening with the you know, physically what's happening in my body, what's happening yeah. mentally, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it's really a learning experience. So it's not just to talk to other people to say, I know what you're going through. It really is learning about it, right? And yeah. and saying, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this and, and test other things that way, right? And know that you can do it safely. Yeah. Right. How, and, and to that end, have, is, do people call in? Is there a frequency of people that reach out to you? Yep, and Makaha is the brand to to say hey real quick. Man, <laughs> knock, uh, knock. they do. I, I got the eight hundred number points to my cell phone. Ha, has from the beginning. Uh oh, we might have just outed you there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I've gotten calls at midnight on on my cell phone. And oh, yeah. do you answer the phone? I do. Nice. I do. 
Be- best. I mean, if I'm up. Yeah. <laughs> and not like, on 3,000 milligrams a week. Mark, I'm like, hey, there's a skip, you know, leave a message. Um, I've had some amazing phone calls coming in through that, through that line. Wow. I wouldn't change it. You know, yeah. there's no customer service line. They don't know who they're, who's answering. But I get calls from, man, customers all over the place. I get calls from folks that have uh, never used our product. They get the educational materials, right? I mean, they're just, they've been out there for almost nine years now and they just have questions. You know, I mean, it's just as simple as that. You know, somebody from Kansas calling, <laughs> you know, and just questions about cannabis. And, yeah. and that's the, the, the wild part oh, of this. Oh, just general like, hey, yeah, like, I see that you sell cannabis legally, go on. Yeah, like they, they go to the okay, website, okay. They, they, they read up and there's a number and they're like, well, who can I call and with my questions about cannabis? Ghostbusters, obviously. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you get these calls coming in and they just want to know. They're like, man, I, you know, I got in a car accident two years ago. I'm, I, you know, I was, I've never drank or anything. And now I'm, now I'm addicted to opiates. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to do. I mean, you get these just calls of desperation and, and being in the cannabis space and just being a brand, um, you got to be prepared. Uh, you're you're a steward, right? Mm-hmm. And and the good companies, the good dispensaries, you know, they they understand that they have staff that that's prepared for that, right? Uh, the brands out there that understand that these are the calls that are coming in because they aren't going to a doctor to ask yeah. them. They're not going to their HR department or their boss, right? They're, they're reaching out with these questions and it's the companies out there that are, are answering them. Right. Wow. That, that's awesome. It's yeah. So, kind of so, fun. It <laughs> is. Yeah. I would love to answer some of those phone calls. Man, I've had some amazing conversations. So amazing. I, I got to know. Yeah. Uh, best phone call in your recent memory. Cliff notes. Ready, set, go. Best, best phone call. Uh, a guy who... His mother was 75, South African woman. Um, he was torn between putting her into chemo or not going to chemo and learning how to make, it's called Phoenix Tears. So he'd, he'd read about Phoenix Tears, saw our brand when he was out here. He's actually from another state and had questions. And it was just this random call. And I mean, I've, I've shown tons of people how to make Phoenix tears the right way. Um, so going through of this, I mean, sweet old lady, I mean, getting her on the phone afterwards mm-hmm. with this South African accent, just, just a beautiful experience. And he, um, she ended up living another five months and he said it was the, one of the greatest, like, l- like him loving his mother and I'll show it to you upstairs. I got this this bronze Buddha that he that he sent me. I'll, I'll let you read the letter and uh, and show it to you. This just shows up in the mail, just like thanking me for walking him through this, right? Wow. And having his mother pass that way, right? He said, "I I, I get to be with my mom, respectful and loving and real, right?" Whoa, that's powerful. So I, I, I hate to cheapen it by saying that, but that's extremely powerful. That's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> human. Yeah. Yeah. We're a, all a human. Of, yeah. 
you get that that wavelength where you kind of look into somebody's eyes and in this case you just hear somebody's story and you yeah. realize you're all kind of on the same wavelength feeling the same way and and we all need each other. Yeah, you're empathetic yeah. in you the know. same fashion. You, you have the same feelings. You, we all go through the same. We all go we through. all poop. You know, that kind of like comes back to it. <laughs> actually, me, I mean, I, it's self-absorbed. Like I'm actually <laughs> sentient being, you know. <laughs> so I got a. No I, belly button. N- right. Ooh, nice. That's uh, what? <laughs> King Jong? <laughs> yeah, yeah, King Jong. Um, any, do you get any? So that's obviously an extremely powerful and positive phone uh-huh. call and a great experience. Do you get anybody calling you to effectively shit talk you? Yeah, I had a call. This would have been probably two, less than two months ago. A woman called to complain about our tinctures. Go on. And like, <laughs> okay, what happened? And you know those like high thousand, two thousand milligram sessions, right? Mm-hmm. Um Oh, this is what I was thinking of. Yeah, because yeah. you were you were telling me the story. But go on. Sorry. Yeah. So she she calls to complain that she had this psychedelic experience on our tinctures, <laughs> and she had uh, used uh, another. She, she did the uh, she mixed a CBD and a one to one. So she bought our equivalent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the place was out of the brand that she usually used. Bought ours. Did the same ratio mix for herself. And had a horrible night. Oh, no. <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> Calls like me is like freshman on a bong rip. Like there's something wrong with your products. They mislabeled them, you know. And I said, well, you know, that's that's not possible. You know, it's like it, it's like it could have been eight years ago. You know, because there was no required testing. You know, now it's it's independent batch testing. The state will lock everything up. So, so I mean, you're testing and validating each batch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm explaining this to her and just saying, you know, it's a different formulation. I was like, you're just getting, a, a, in my opinion, a better formulation in your system. You're getting more of the plant, right? It's just a product designed a different way than the one that you were using before. And she's like, I'm just going to go back to smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even want to go back to the other teacher. <laughs> oh, man. She's like... It was horrific. I was like, it's kind of kaleidoscopic colors. And like, yeah, you know, it, it was so good. This. It ruined tinctures for Sounds her. Sounds like <laughs> a good time, <laughs> honestly. And, and, and I, that's what I said. I, I, I was trying to, to lighten up. I was like, well, it sounds like it was kind of kind of entertaining. <laughs> You're like, you're yeah. describing my favorite way to spend a Saturday. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, she did not. Yeah, she, she wasn't prepared. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, to, to yeah. go there with herself and... Yeah. And we all have like a, at least many horror stories where, especially when we first started with edibles um, or just like someone in high school that makes a batch of brownies and you have one or two of them and you're so high, you trip into outer space. You know, I feel like we've all got at least one or two of those oh, yeah. <laughs> instances. Yeah, I, I, there's a woman that I met. I mean, this is God, probably 15, 16 years ago. Um Lived in Aspen, and she she was like 30 years junior. So she married a very rich man and then had a young son. So he's almost 80 years old, and she's 50. And she had a son who was uh, 19, 20 years old at the time. And um, she was telling me a story about her husband. He had never used cannabis. And she was telling me how she was having a relationship with her teenage son, and she made pop brownies with them. Oh, interesting. So 
she cooked some brownies and and let them cool off and left to get something the the she was she Uh-oh. left her her teenage son was ready <laughs> at the house this rich husband comes in and sees these beautiful brownies and starts oh. wolfing them down oh, yes. <laughs> and she she said she comes in and he is flipping out thinks he's having a heart attack so oh, he's no. he's like almost 80 years old he le- legitimately thinks he's going to die and she has to to confess to him that she made <laughs> these pot brownies for her son and friends and this is like her way of interacting with their teenage son whoa so he is elated and pissed he had never been stoned <laughs> he had never been stoned in his entire life so he's there just blitzed <laughs> And happy is not dying. Yeah. Can't make up his mind. He's like, I'm going to live? What oh, the fuck? Yeah. Do you know if he ever tried it again? I don't. She was just well. telling me this story, you know, because I, I was just learning about somebody's life and and uh, her telling me her life. I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty crazy. And this nice. is the story, like a teenage son and an 80-year-old husband. There you go. Yeah. So my curiosity is killing me. I think we have to uncover what the object of oh, the night. Oh, we're not even close to done yet. Though. We're not even yeah. close to the object. I can't. I can't get a hint. A hint. I, right, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Okay. Quickly um, back to the object for a second. In the country where I got this, they would put it in a glass of Coca Cola and let it soak in the Coca Cola, and it was considered. Kind of like eating oysters, like like a like a like delicacy a, of sorts, like strong man. You know what I mean? Oh, got it. Yeah, make make a man bull penis. Mm, yes, like viral. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what these are used for. All right. If anybody <laughs> listening now knows what that is, you are amazing. Call in one eight hundred bull penis. One eight hundred bull penis. You will win. One eight hundred aphidisiacs are us. Uh, Um, To switch gears a little bit, we're going to go back to the industry. This is something that we actually now do because it's something that I know that you do. Marketing in the cannabis industry, Uh we can't use, even us as a podcast, we've learned we can't use Facebook marketing. We can't use Google marketing. Anything related to a schedule and narcotic is immediately axed off. Mm -hmm. So how many states are you in real quick, by the way? Three states right now. Three states? Uh What states? Nevada, Illinois, and Colorado. Okay. Good yeah. state to be in. Nice. Decent. Yeah. Yeah. Vegas market. Huge. Yeah. That, that's an interesting market. I mean, yeah. that, but uh, it's, it's figuring itself out. You know? Makes sense. It's brand new out there. I mean, they're, they're in the new. THC arms race for, cert, for sure. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I, I've been out to Vegas for trips and we went into a dispensary and the guy was like, well, this is this and this is that. And, oh. it, and it, all of it is just like, this will make you so high you will question life and it's like okay but anyway sorry back to the point you can't market in normal fashions what does makaha do to get to the people word of mouth you know i mean it's the old-fashioned way of of earning it um you know education we said early on uh, if they trust education and our logos there, you know, it gets the name out, right? Um, but it's really earning it, you know, in, in all honesty. All right. And not, um, no, we, we've never been big on hype. Like, we've never, 
I don't know, uh, even at high times. I mean, I mean, we have a butterfly for a logo. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't really look like any crowd, right? Seemingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which I kind of like, actually. I like that it. I like that it's a little bit almost anonymous in the sense that, like, if you see the brand and, and yeah, the logo, and, and that was the point of it is we, we wanted uh, something that that wasn't speaking to, speaking at or down or with any culture, because, you know, I mean, marketing. They say, well, who you're marketing? What, what what's your demographic? You know, is it yeah. male, female, blah blah blah? It's like, well, man, this is. There's children with epilepsy using cannabis to 90-year-old women, like... To 60-year-old men coming home to their trophy wives to a <laughs> tray of brownies. 80-year-old. 80-year-old, <laughs> sorry. It's like, you know, we we talk to all of them, and it really comes down to if, if they trust the, the product. And it really comes down to the product. Just rip off the label, rip off all of that. If, if it works, then, then that's it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, the brand's just a way to, to find it again and ask for it again. Um, you know, there's really no hype. I mean, we've, yeah. you know, we haven't, you know, we've got some t-shirts and some stickers and love the stickers. Uh, I was, I was actually trying to get at the stickering because you are one of the best guerrilla marketers I know, because I see your stickers everywhere from lions, which is 40 minutes up the road yep. to Denver, which is an hour down the <laughs> yeah. way. I've seen your stickers in a bathroom in DIA. I don't know if this is you, <laughs> but it probably is. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just knowing you. Where were you at there in the DIA? <laughs> it was one of those mermaid bathrooms where everyone's welcome. Um, you know, with, like no, the, I mean, I do see your stickers we... everywhere, and and I'm and people love stickers, and it is. Well, we pass them out. We we do yeah. spend money on the stickers. We're like you know, we, we want a sticker that the they can ones. be outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got like the eight inch little puck stickers that you can see from like a yeah. minute. And that's yeah. on purpose. If, if somebody's, uh, I mean, like even like a t-shirt, I mean, we'll see folks every once in a while walking around with one of these things. Man, if, I mean, everybody's branded, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's brands, I mean, just everywhere, everywhere you look. Yeah. I'm a and, walking just bike model. Yeah. If, if somebody's willing to put my shop. brand on their body, I mean, it's, it's, it's really a, uh, I'd say an honor, just like, man, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, 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 it's really that. It's like, yeah, thanks for taking my sticker and yeah. sticking it somewhere. You know, like, awesome, <laughs> right? Yeah, thanks for repping the brand. Well, we're always yeah. trying to put, we uh, also print stickers because I love vandalizing things mostly. <laughs> but no, I, um, so we're always trying to put our stickers right next to yours. Like, we're like, yeah. oh, here's we're, a mark. We're in a turf war. Not on top of it, right next to it. We're in a turf war. There's a payphone on Pearl Street in Boulder, and we're in a little bit of a turf war right now. <laughs> I, I like your chances because of the size of your stickers, but we're in a bit of a turf war. We so. got to order bigger stickers. I show up with like, 12 like <laughs> a sticker that wraps a phone booth <laughs> like, it's actually phone booth shape but um speaking of the industry um i always think it's interesting to ask where you think the industry is going your sort of future predictions man toughy future predictions um with all the hype right now with money coming into big companies, you know, really in Canada right now, you know, I have Altria, Constellation, 
you know, now we're talking billions. There's billion yeah, dollar valuations. Is like one of the biggest ones. Right. Um, you know, it looks like everything's gone corporate and countries opening up. You know, you have uh, uh, Uruguay allowing uh, growing. I mean, there's a lot of CBD flying around now and plants growing for those purposes that at the end of it, it's it's still a, a simple plant, and people can still, in some countries, still be able to grow it themselves. So, I think the craft model is 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 still very viable, although it doesn't look like it from the outside. So, craft growers, um, brands that are making products that people just want to interact with, right? And you see that with big food, you know. Uh, yeah. The crafts of the world, uh, Nestle's, they end up buying the other companies that just made a better product, right? Because they, they didn't understand the consumer. And, you know, the idea that big pharma is going to take over or big tobacco, yeah, I, I think they, they are coming in, obviously. They, they haven't even really begun. You know, the U.S. market is huge. They're waiting for that. But... Man, there's thousands of strains. They're not going to be, be able to keep up with a variety of products mm. that the small companies that are quite honestly already dialed and dug in and have the ability to produce, you know, we're, we're getting established. We stand for something. And I, I believe that will still thrive. And you'll have uh, the big box version where folks that are okay with buying a product from a 7-Eleven, right? And, yeah. you know, but they're not going to be able to interact with all the varieties out there or bring it, you know, put, put, put the, the genie back in the bottle. Mm. You know, the varieties there, the strains, the, you know, craft genetic. I mean, there's just so much going on that the consumer has already, you know, Pandora's box has been opened. Yeah. So okay. the big companies aren't going to be able to compete with that, although they're going to have their version of it. Right. Yeah. So it's almost like in that sense of having like the Budweiser of the world out there sitting next to a craft beer. Yeah. And, and the consumer will have a choice. Obviously, there'll, there'll be much more money on one side of the table. But you know. yeah. Yeah. Well, where, where are they going to purchase it? I mean, the outlets um, convenience is going to weigh out uh, way in for some some folks where they're just yeah. going to buy what's easiest uh, with everything it does. Um, but they're not going to go back and buy a crappy product because they've, they've tasted the good stuff. Yeah. You know? um, We're already spoiled. Oh my I mean, gosh. Colorado consumers, <clears throat> you can count out the big guys practically because we're all spoiled. Yeah, I mean, you're like, <laughs> oh, this, this is crappy stuff. weed. And, and you look at it like, are you kidding me? You know, <laughs> like, He's look saying. at it, smell it. Like In high school, I would have dropped trowel for that weed. Like, good <laughs> God, mate. I mean, growing up in Texas, I mean, the brick weed, like bricks, you know, yeah. you'd yeah. roll up an old joint and, and it was just popping and cracking because it was just filled with seeds. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. Pennsylvania was a real treat to grow up and try and buy weed. Yeah. You know, stick in there, rips the joint. Out. It's still yeah. impossible in Pennsylvania. Yeah. They're medical, yeah. but. But you got that going on. Um, it is going to be harder for smaller brands. I mean, us being uh, starting out here in Colorado, vertically integrated. Now it's changing where you can be a brand and not have to grow, for example. Um, it's expensive to distribute, you know, expensive to do these things. And it's still really small volumes. 
when you think of yeah. really large volume from from a food perspective. Um, you know, the big guys have some advantages there. Um, but again, with all the variety out there, that still needs to play out. Just because they have the big factories and they could do it doesn't mean they make 10 million of whatever gummy. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's going to be a better gummy. You know, it may be a cheaper gummy. I think prices are continue yeah. are going to continue to go down. You know, we see it on concentrates, flowers, edibles. Now, you know, you can design a beautiful product, but not many people are going to buy it because the packaging and the formulation add another five to 10 bucks. And if it's a hundred milligram product and they're looking at something that is designed well for 10 bucks cheaper, they're like, Hey, it's 95% there. Yeah. 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 So that that's, that's what's playing out now. Interesting. For all of us. Right. Got it. And then you see that it's kind of industry wide then. Yeah. Yeah. We're all dealing with it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, gotta be smart. You gotta, gotta have means of production dialed or you can't compete. You know, it's, it's, Got it. it's that. Um, I want to go back to something you, you touched on not too long ago. You were talking about um, when you see somebody with, with a, a shirt or a hat and, and mm-hmm. that feeling of, of respect. We were last Friday at a Ducati event <clears throat> and a young gentleman uh, saw one of us wearing your hats and, and oh, that, that brand, the butterfly, the boat, what's it called? But the, I love this stuff. Who, what, what, what do you, yeah. what is it like? Oh, do you use it too? And we were like, well, yeah, but the, the guy that started the thing is right over there. And he went That's and talked to you. Guy. I didn't hear what you guys talked about. I'm curious. What was that about? And does that happen? Do you, do you have a little bit of celebrity walking around with the Makaha shirts now at this point? Um, I wouldn't say celebrity. I mean, we because we again don't really market. I mean, we've got okay. uh, you know, Cincy Mag. We've got the smallest ad you can get. <laughs> nice. You know what I mean? Like, like we just don't go. We don't say, "Look at us." Um, and you know, with all new brands coming online, I mean that you know, I say, it, you know, it could hurt us a little bit. Yeah. You know, getting in new places, but. Um, but we're just about making a quality product, you know, sinking the money into that rather than spending the money to make it look like we've already made it, you know, because that doesn't guarantee yeah. any of any of us brands anything. You, you got to be on point or you're, you're toast. Yeah. Um, that, that guy was interesting and he was 20, I think he just turned 25. Um, he came of age right when recreational was coming online and, um, you know, first he was talking about using our, our flask, our drinks, kind of in a recreational sense. You know, he went to school up in Fort Collins and he's like, man, I use this product. I love it. Blah, 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 blah. And, and I, start, I start talking about how we approach things from a medical perspective. Uh, you know, we, we, but we don't want to be so medical that we forget that, hey, this is a plant and people can have an yeah, it's an enjoyable look. Yeah, you don't want to make it unapproachable. To yeah, I mean, user. the brand or, or the products, you know? Yeah. I mean, you want to make it fun but serious, right? Yeah. And this guy got quiet, and and he started crying a little bit. Oh, wow. And he ended up being in a bad car accident, hmm. and this is why he started using our products. He had smoked. 
He had, he had uh, broken both his knees and his shoulder, but he was so buggered up from the accident that him trying to smoke and cough. Oh, it was. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So he goes in, and they say, "Hey, try one of these these flask." And it was it was really going the liquid route, so he didn't have to cough. That's really it started. Oh, and then he just smoked weed as a teenager through college, and then he gets into that. Recreational comes online, and I said, you know, some people start out recreationally, and they realize they've been using it medically for ten years of their life, mm-hmm. and that's when he just got quiet. And told me a story. Wow. And he said, this is, he's like, props, you know. Wow. Nice. Interesting. That's super cool. You know, so, so that's where we went. And then he said, yeah, he's, he's got four Ducatis and we start talking motorcycles. Again. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's change gears. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk motorcycles. You've got a Ducati. What model is that sitting in your living room upstairs? Tell us the story behind that bike. Uh, that is a, it's, it's a 749 with an 850 kit. So it's bored out. All right. Uh, a guy raced those bikes. I, I've got another one like that. Um, just like it. So as you wreck one bike and you're out racing, mm-hmm. you got to have another one to go back on the track. <laughs> there right? you go. So, uh, so when I raced, I raced a few years. I, uh, I bought a, a Ducati that was kind of slow. Um, totaled it. Oops. <laughs> Had a race in two weeks. So, <laughs> so I was like, I need something faster and I need another Ducati. And, yeah. um, uh, the shop here, um, had these bikes just sitting there, uh, cause they were world super bike bikes. Right? Yeah, yeah. So wow. it's not the same bike. It's like it, <laughs> very, very, very different. And I didn't yeah, realize that different. it looked just like my other bike. So I just bought it. I, I, I didn't even wrote like, it. Forget about it. I'm taking this. Oh. That's I just one. I'm going to Hastings, Nebraska to race that circuit on a bike I'd never been on. Whoa. And holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was alive and like your eyes are wide, right? Yeah. Um but hooked, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um anybody so that's ridden a motorcycle at, at speed and made it out to the other side. Almost like you're you're thousands of milligrams experiments yeah that I mean, bike been through that is like whoa oh man you're a different one, person on the other side of that experience for sure oh that one on miller and uh in utah uh one time a year they open up both tracks so they've got this east and west side okay so it's a long straightaway and taking that out there and you're doing a buck 90 wow and you're coming up to that left hand turn this is a whole other (laughs) this is incredible (laughs) or i'm never getting on this thing ever again yeah either or um it it really is a joy i mean some some people uh get i mean for me it's just relaxing for a lot of people to get out and do Mm -hmm. whatever extreme stuff it ends up just relaxing them because it removes all the noise you know so it's not a you know it's not it's not an ego thing has nothing to do about that it's just uh all you can think about is the moment. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. me, it's mountain biking, strawberries, squares, rock climbing. It's, yeah. it's, it's that. I mean, we need our things to get out the noise of, of the rest of life, right? Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And everybody's got the thing. You know? Yeah. So. I, I just think it's great that you have a motorcycle sitting in your living room. <laughs> I aspire to that for sure. That's what I know I, I will have made. My lady it. drives her <laughs> underwear on if that makes it seem. <laughs> <laughs> That's her like silent protest. Like, really? <laughs> 
Come on, man. Not on the bike. Not the worst drying rack. I can see that. It is pretty good, actually. Yeah, but yeah. the handles, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty. That That's all I got for you. You got anything for us or anything else you want to add to the conversation? Man, uh, yeah. Why you guys go off into the desert <laughs> go and on. then you come back and say, we're going to create a cannabis podcast and we're <laughs> jumping in. What happened out in the desert? <laughs> I'm going to see some rings and some, you know, like but something else happened, you know? Yeah. Did you meet the Indian? What, like, what happened? But I think there's a lot of factors involved. But one of the main, well, first and foremost, a friend of ours who also works in the cannabis industry, Ryan of Green Screens. Ryan Sterling, shout out to you, bud. He was like, you guys are always trying every cannabis product under the sun because somehow it just became a hobby for us. And he was like, you guys should start a podcast talking about all the different products. Mm -hmm. And that was so that was in the back of our heads for a little while. And then. I think I sort of had a mental breakdown um, at my current job. I was like, man, I am just so not into the industry that that um, I am still actually currently in. Mm-hmm. And so so that was another factor. And, you know, this, this idea kept getting thrown around. It was originally going to be cannabis for women. And I was going to do it with my uh, really close girlfriend. But she wasn't really interested. But Casey Jones was like, no, this is awesome i'm in like can i do the podcast with you can we do this together yeah and, and so for for those listening who don't know we drove to mexico to get engaged from boulder after driving <laughs> to philadelphia to visit families so we we were in the car for i think we calculated it was something like driving time if we had just been driving it would have been eight total days of actual driving <laughs> eight 24 hour without period. all those detours right <laughs> so we were probably driving for like 10 24 hour stretches of time and anybody who's ever done that the you get to talking and you start to brainstorm and yep and and this one didn't have like you you know when you have like a crazy idea like recently um strawberry square actually had a, a different idea where we were skinning and we were halfway <laughs> up the mountain she's like all right i gotta ask because i've been thinking about this for the last hour and a half is this a stupid idea it wasn't it's a great idea we're gonna do that one too wait for that but every time we started talking about the idea of the mary jane experience we didn't even have a name for it at the time we're like yeah that podcast idea or that that blog or whatever it just seemed like an upside everything seemed up because because yeah. it what well, it really is um you know, as recreational users and lightweights, it's it's kind of a hobby. You know, we'll go skiing and we'll go hiking and we'll go do the things we do and we'll try to see like, hey, if I take like one milligram or something, is this like going to play well or we'll take this 10 milligram edible to like deal with a hangover? Oh, that was a bad idea. Or, you know, yeah. I, I personally do want to um, take a huge dose, maybe not a thousand, but like a 500 milligram mm-hmm. dose just to know. I think just I'm I think I'm that curious. Um but yeah, we got to talking about it and went down and got engaged. And then we're like, you know what? Time to start a new man. Just and something we're we jazzed about. Something we can get excited about. Yeah. And it is, it, it's fun. it's become a creative outlet for us. And we just kind of hope that people like it. Because we, we like it. We think it's fun. So yeah, it's such a cool industry. I mean, I mean, you guys are cool. I mean, it just brings... Yeah. Like... The, best, the best out in people. I mean, mm-hmm. I uh, the the first 
when I really got how chill everybody is with cannabis <laughs> was the first cannabis cup in Denver at the okay. Denver Merchandise Mart. Was this like 2010? It would have been, no, there, there was the medical stuff. This would have been, man, time flies, 2011, 12. When, okay. When the, they did it for a couple of years, and then they yeah, tried yeah. to do it a third year and moved. They wouldn't give them the permit, and then it was in a Pueblo, and then it jumped around and ended up being at, like, the Bluebird Theater. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it went from, like, 50,000 people to max 1,000 people. Um but this first year, with I mean, there was something like 30,000 people that showed up the first day, maybe more than that. Wow. And the permits, that they didn't expect this amount of people. So <laughs> there was a, one of the longest lines I've ever seen. So the different merchandise mark, everybody waiting again, fire marshals are taking head counts and figuring out what the F to do about all this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this line, like, went all the way down to the next road at the at the edge of the property, back over, and then back down towards the highway. Wow. It, it was unbelievable. And everybody's inside waiting for people to come in. And we had just made these stickers that, you know, these like, hello, my name is stickers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I made 3,000 of these stickers, excuse me, 5,000 of these stickers um, that said, hello, my strain is. Nice. Oh, nice. And... Like and we were going to like pass out of the booths and everybody's just waiting in line. So like, man, let's go meet people. So we all went out with these stickers and walked this whole line talking to people about their love of weed. Hey, what's your favorite strain? Hey, my strain is, is Bubba Kush. Hey, Bubba Kush. Hello, my strain is <laughs> We'd ride it on there and slap it on their chest. Jones. Yeah. And man, I like, we just smoked more weed and had more <laughs>, laughs meeting all these people, but just how chill everybody was. And Tandem they were out there line. for like three solid hours before they started letting people in. And then it was just hours before people could come in. And everybody's like, hey, it's okay. You know, like we're here. Yeah. yeah. It's a, we have arrived. Kind of it, thing. It's yeah, like, it's man, like this crowd should be burning down police car like everything and they're just, yeah. just for having... any other convention they would be <laughs> exactly everybody was just happy to be in line wow. wow it's like wow all right this is cool selfishly i so wish that we had the podcast up and running for that yeah just, imagine that the episode the line at the high times cannabis cup well, there's other ones yeah i think michigan still has some great yeah. ones i haven't been up to that one yet but okay. there it's still raging there yeah, so interesting. All we'll sorts of stuff still going on. Oh man, there's so much. It, there's so much to engage with. This industry is crazy, and that, and that's the other thing that, that we come back to about why we started it is it's there's so much to learn from yeah. the like you said it, it's something that you know we we never realized we were self medicating with it. So if you think mm -hmm. about it in that regard, there's oh, that yeah. side of the card. There's the legal side. There's everything. Everything. And and it's it's so multifaceted and. We love it, and that's why we're here. So yeah, that's yeah. why so we keep doing it. It's yeah. not an easy business to be in. Nope. But we're still doing it. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, there's always some fire to put out. Some like mother, you know. <laughs> I love this, but it, it's it's like, you know, yeah. yeah. Like your significant other, like sometimes they just drive you nuts. Oh yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> god damn it, 
That's the one you love. Yeah. It's <laughs> worth it. All right. What the hell is this thing? That looks like a piece of coral <laughs> slash All right. Piss. So uh, any guesses? You, you got to guess first. What is it? I think based on its its origin as an aphrodisiac. Um, what? Where does this come from? What What region? Uh, that comes from uh, Irian Jaya, which is the Indonesian side of Papua. Got it. New Guinea. I'm going with sea cucumber. Okay. Oh. I have to stick with penis of some sort. I'll, I'll just go antelope penis. <laughs> An <laughs> antelope in Papua. I mean, <laughs> I, I actually don't really... <laughs> I just... Yeah. Also, Anyways, side note, Skippy lived in the trees in Papua New Guinea for a while, wearing nothing but a uh, bird beak on his neck for a minute. No banana leaf. I never. Sorry, I never banana leaf. You never. Banana leaf. That's right. Yeah, it's a working man's koteka. Working man's koteka. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Am I holding a penis in my hand? Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, I knew it, it was is, some kind of penis. It is an alligator penis. Alligator. Ooh. No. So they chop them wow. off. And uh, oh, yeah, stick them in Coca Cola. Yeah, like a like crocodile. Yeah. Wow. So, have you actually sure. um, tried one, or you just? Uh, it? Actually, I did. Because <laughs> I was like, I love it. And well, uh, knowingly, because everybody okay. like had these. You know, the locals just you know the guys had these in their soda pops, and I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> so you go into some of these little stores, and you'd have these. Like pixie sticks up at the little <laughs> cash register, which seems are pretty basic there. Like this is yeah, yeah. an area called Wamina. It's like the highlands up there. And uh, I was like, oh, "What is that?" You know, I'm like, "Oh, this this is what it is. This is what we use it for." I'm like, it's amazing. Like there's like castrated alligators running around out of there. Like, oh they're pissed. <laughs> you know. That's why they're so angry. It's not all them teeth those. and no toothbrush or no no yeah, medulla oblongata. Like pretty chill, yeah. You know. <laughs> They're all good until you chop their dicks off. Yeah, so I had to bring one back with me, you know. Naturally, I get it. Yeah, any yeah. Coke we can stick it in? Um, just kidding. Well, Skippy, thank you so much for doing this with us. Yeah, this was great. This is fun, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, we got to do our... Uh, oh, victory yep. whistle here. Here's one for Skip. <laughs> that was in stereo. <laughs> kind of warbled my... <laughs> Oh, it's anyway. this is great, guys. This is great. Yeah, thank really you so much. We're it. we're gonna do the follow up episode. Hopefully, you'll be doing this for a very long time. We wish you the best with Mokaha brand. We love what you guys yeah. are doing, and we love to hear the story. So, um, if you guys have any questions, dial that eight hundred number. Skip will pick up till midnight. Just yeah, after midnight, I'll I'll call you back in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we'll have links to a lot of the different things we talked about today, and of course, Markaha's website and all that on a blog that will come out same time as the podcast. You can find that at maryjaneexperience.com slash blog. All right. The last cheesiest question to ask <laughs> someone before we let you go. Favorite color? Favorite color? Uh, dark indigo blue. Ooh, didn't even Ooh. hesitate. I like it. Yeah. In color. this room, I though, it. I got to ask the last question of favorite album. Man, my... Ooh. Wow. Oh, That's no. too much. <laughs> wow. Uh, favorite just, album. We got to narrow it down to genre, and I know that you're, you, you like me, have this deep-seated love affair with hip-hop. Man. Favorite, favorite hip-hop album. Man, uh, Low in Theory by uh, Tribe Called Quest is All pretty right. stellar, man. 
uh, Jazz, uh, Donald Byrd's A New Perspective. Okay. Is is a sweet album. Gospel and Jazz, Herbie Hancock on the Keys. All it, right. It's good. Yeah. Awesome. To uh, end the podcast with some sound clips. Yeah, I was going to say, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're now going to cut that into Or start it. Or start it that way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, last idiot question, because this is a weed podcast. You're stoned. It's Saturday afternoon. You got nothing to do. What are you listening to? Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's a whole different thing here. Yeah, it's like Saturday. Like, it's ten o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. You're stoned. What are you uh what are you listening to? What are you wearing is what I wanna know. Wearing skip nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Banana yeah. leaf, obviously. It's the mountains, yeah. Um man, that that time, uh man, what would I be listening to on Saturday? Best favorite record to listen to stoned. Favorite record list to stoned. Man, like a million of them just flew through my mind. I would say these days there's an old album that I can listen to right now called Cyborphonia. Hang on a second. Ooh. Oh, wow. It's right there on the floor. Look at this. Right guy. here. Cyborphonia. All right. This is circa 2000. Cyborphonia. It is All a right. solid, solid album. Just. Well, now we got to know. We're going to look this up. And we're yeah, it's like a uh, genre then. It's like down tempo. It's like jazz meets, meets not really techno, but electronica meets jazz and just mm-hmm. slowed down. Okay. But, but that's a great album that nobody knows about. <laughs> They're going to know now. Yeah. All 35 you of them. You just shared your secret <laughs> with the world. And there's dandelions on the front. Oh, oh, oh this is that's really wild. Cool. I thought they were full. I didn't moons. even notice you that. Son of a gun. <laughs> this is amazing. Right. Well, the universe provides. There you go. All there right. it is. Well, thanks um, you. Thank, thank you. Thanks. Thanks you. Thank you, Skippy. Really thank you so much. It. Take this luck. Awesome. <laughs> Let's take One nation under dog. Good luck. Yes. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Perfect, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Do you have a cell phone? I want to take your guys' picture in this room in front of these things. There's some, the speakers. All right. We'll take this picture. Yeah. You don't have to show your faces if you don't want. You can pretend like you're talking, but... Need some tape. <laughs> I guess I could stop recording. And cut. <laughs>
So thank you very much. As always, keep it classy, keep it funky, keep it fresh. <laughs>